Nighttime on Still Waters. This is NB506812, narrowcasting into the night from somewhere on Britain's waterways. Tenth of August, Wednesday. The last of today's sun slowly climbs the dolphin-backed ridge of hill, colouring the broad cluster of oaks and tawny grass with long shadows. A few yards from me, a barrel-roofed lock cottage, its red door peeling, and windows now blind. My notebook lies empty beside me while my head is filled with so many thoughts that have lost track of words to convey them. Bats fill my silence. Clouds are beginning to cast their paths across the empty skies, and a waning moon has only just arisen. It's a hot, sticky night on the canals tonight, and there's a warm welcome for you here. This is the Narrowboat Erica, narrowcasting into the sultry darkness of a hot August night. The wind has died down a bit, but there are little eddies of night breezes, so let's enjoy them together. I'm so glad that you could make it tonight. Welcome aboard. Things are a little different tonight, but then aren't they always when things get hot and sticky and sultry? But I've been purposely keeping off the internet so that we can have a complete break. And I am aware that a lot of people have sent their good holiday wishes to us and contacted me. And although I haven't been able to respond properly to you all yet, Thank you so much, and I will be getting back in touch with you all. We've been having a lovely week on holiday, although it's been hot. We've had a lot of rest. There's been a lot of reading. We've also met some great people along the way too, and that's the lovely thing about the canals and boating. The small temporary communities that build and flow and ebb and move on the people you pass, a sense of like-mindedness, sharing the same purpose, the boater that stays a little longer to help with a tricky gate, Helen on Pipistrelle helping a cruiser that kept getting wedged in the locks, a happy chance meeting in a pub with long-time listener Steve Tyrrell and the crew of the narrowboat Precious Jet, and it was great meeting up with you all. And that wonderful couple who've been staying at the beautiful barrel-roofed Lawsonford Lock Cottage that was made famous by Ernest Temple Thurston's The Flower of Gloucester, and who so enthusiastically helped us through that lock. I'm really glad you had a wonderful holiday, and it was wonderful meeting up with you. And although I had been planning to record the podcast as normal, I think realistically, that I've had to make this decision that I'm not going to be able to do a podcast next week. So, However, all things being equal, with a fair wind, smiling gods and all that, we will be back the week after. 
Can you hear it yet? Listen. On the horizon, over the skyline, is it coming? The distant sound of thunder, rumbling from the east, riding a front of saturating, energizing rain. I sit here on this hot August night and listen for that tympanic roll of the kettle drum of the cliff-tall clouds, expectant, eager, hopeful. The air has been hot and thick with the sticky, dusty heat of long, sweltering days. It lies heavily on the canals and the banks, veiling water and leaves in a matte bloom of pollen and dust and dried grass seeds. The tall rye grasses, the golden sugary brown of caramax, snap to the touch like brittle rods of spaghetti. Sections of the canal water are dulled with the marble swirls of dusty green film, and even the sunlight looks dim within it, as if recognising what it has done that it's become too embarrassed to set the water alight with the usual blinding dazzle of its aura. Here it can no longer bore its blindingly white void of iron heat into the water. And it's hot, even at eight o'clock in the evening. All week the temperatures have been climbing through to the high eighties and now into the nineties, at between 31 and 33 centigrade. And the grass is parched and brown, and the earth baked hard. Dried leaves, some still richly green, skitter along the ground on the back of warm winds. And the fields are the colour of ancient parchment. The world is turning to white. And I sit here, in the dark, waiting, listening, listening for the sound of thunder on the distant horizon. And so the dusty summer days draw on with their long days of roasting August sunshine. And the rise of fields has turned to tawny brown and barley yellow. Ragged tufts of sedge and the rust-red wire of sorrels break up the beached dunes of sun-bleached pasture. The ubiquitous oak and ash at the shimmering field margins in the distant sing siren songs of oasis cool. And clusters of bright red honeysuckle berries punctuate the tall, proud limbs of the hazel. Squirrel paradise. The ground beneath crackles underfoot. And there's a moorhen that continuously crosses and recrosses the canal, determinedly pushing her furrowed path from one bank to another, straight as a die, like a busy little ferryman. In all honesty, I'm not sure if she's the same bird. It's just that each time I look up, 
to look down the canal. There she is, ploughing away across the shining water, even in the hottest parts of the day. And now, a brooding black cloud of jackdaws flock, jostling the air with their raucous cacophony of movement and sound. Their heads and shoulders showing just above the long parched prairie and grasses, sand-coloured and just as dry, crows wheel overhead on ragged wings. It's sultry and oppressive, and I feel marooned in the swirling turbulence of Van Gogh's cornfield. And a large golden dragonfly whirls up and down the canal, zigzagging from bank to bank this evening. A small soul, half prehistoric fossil come to life, half biplane. His wings are fire with the molten reds of today's dying sun. And even the kingfisher that loops low, flashing blue sparks bankside, is tonight outclassed and outshone by the sheer wonder and beauty of it all. And for the most part, we've managed to keep relatively cool, pitching from shady spot to shady spot. Curtains closed, all the hatches open, welcoming the cooling breeze as it swirls and tunnels down the length of the boat. And tunnels come into their own on days like these. The foggy spirals of cold, damp air flowing out from their portals just above the water. The crystalline chink and plink of water dripping down the sides and from the entrance vegetation of fern fronds and liverwort. Here, the world smells damp and humid, like the hot houses of Kew, exotic, thick green. And inside the tunnel, the shivers of icy water that pour and splash, drip and sneak down the back of your collar, elicits altogether a different type of cry of exclamation than normal. But now the skies are at last beginning to veil. There have been some amazingly deep cobalt blue skies virtually without cloud. But yesterday, clouds began to form, not the compact cumulus towers, but clumps of higher-level cirrus, looking more like cotton wool swabs that have been teased and torn apart, back almost to their former constituent parts. I'm rubbish at finding pictures in clouds. But my friend Clifford over in Texas, on the other hand, is great at it. He has spent a whole lifetime with clouds, photographing cloudscapes, not for their science, but for their art and their artistry, finding within their tumultuous grandeur fantastical images and patterns. And I can see them when he points them out. But beforehand, the dragon with the horse's head and the fish's tail would have passed me unheeded. But if he were here, Clifford would have had no problems with these clouds that drift slowly from the east. He would have laid on his back, 
among the tall dried grasses the colour of barley water, and that chirruped and clicked and whirred and fizzed with insects, and he would have found great panoramic canvases unfolding above our heads that told us, oh, such stories, stories as old as time that we need to desperately hear again. A few of the clouds were greying in their centres, bulking, growing. The cloud the size of a man's hand, and the weather forecasts rainstorms ahead. And I sit here, in the study, lit by that single light that pulls a circle on the desk, and I wait, listening for the distant roll of thunder. But so far away in the distance, there's just the sound like the sound of breakers on an ocean bar, an almost pneumatic exhaling. The busy motorways and arterial roads never sleep. I used to find the noise of the traffic passing by the bedroom window of my childhood comforting, envisaging each vehicle as they passed the fully lit double-decker buses, with their swinging conductors who could balance on the platform without holding on to the pole, the motorbike rider, chasing the single spot of light that waved and danced just in front, the lorry driver, going who knew where. But tonight, it is not to the motorway I listen, it is for a far more elemental, primal roar, and it is one that touches a far deeper part of me. This is Cassandra Wilson type of weather, that kicked-back, lazy sensuality of a jazz enthused with southern blues. Music created for this type of weather. For this type of night, sticky, hot, and waiting for the thunder. Darkness on the delta. Rehabilitated in Cassandra's powerfully plaintive and humane singing from its darker racial overtones. She's good at that. I cannot listen to her version of Strange Fruit no matter how beautifully the trumpet player captures Miles Davis. But somehow these writhing tensions, razored and cutting, that coil below the surface, interfit days, and even more so nights like these, filled with ominous heat and darkness. These are the nights that are filled with edge. Nights that fuel passion and violence and transgression, that fire the heart and the senses. The autumn and winter campfire nights might be the nights for ghost stories and communally peering tentatively into the big unknowns together. But it's the hot summer nights 
that are more individually reflective, that force us to reflect on and acknowledge the darknesses not outside of us, but inside. It's hard not to be aware of our bodies on hot days like these. I mean, our bodies as corporal, sensual things. Each sweltering day my t-shirt and trousers have clung to my body, my fingers constantly sticky. It is the heat that can remind us that we have bodies, much more effectively than the cold where we are cocooned in clothes. A cool breeze flits through the cabin that stirs the air, and every pore, every hair on my arm and my neck is sensitive and relishes that gentle caress of the movement of air. So these are the nights in which we are brought face to face again with ourselves as sensual beings, and Cassandra Wilson provides the perfect soundtrack. Each night I go to sleep listening to her Love is Blindness on repeat. Love is blindness I don't want to see. Won't you wrap the night around me? Take my heart. Love is blindness. It is as soulful and as haunting as Cassandra's voice, but it also contains one of the most soul-tearingly beautiful harmonica riffs that I've ever come across. It's so amazingly understated, purring and growling along the bass line. An understated howl of the elements like the sound of distant thunder for which I am listening and waiting. And until that thunder comes, it'll do the job. And tonight the sky's a little milkier. High-level ice clouds have tried to veil the sun all day, and the wind has dropped. And there's a sort of supercharged breathlessness of expectation a change of weather is about to come. But I'll miss this. Please remind me of it. As much as I sit here listening for the songs of thunder, I will miss this. On the cold, damp nights of raw northeasterlies and never-ending mud, I will miss this. I will miss these days of fawns and yellowed fields and verges, bleached beige and tan, and when the undergrowth crackled to walk through, and the russet red sorrels stood tall and proud amid the parchment-coloured sea of grasses. I will miss these days of t-shirts and sitting on the cabin roof chasing words, giving up, and just sitting, breathing in that scent of summer air. I will long for warmth again, and the feel of the sunshine, and living not encumbered with coats and boots, 
It wasn't long ago that I was sitting here at this desk, in this little pool of light, and beside me the stove was glowing cherry red, while outside sleety rain whipped against the cabin sides, and I was reminiscing about the nights when the ice sang around the boat. And soon I'll be reminiscing about these days, with their hot, sultry nights of a summer soon past, and the wait for thunder on the horizon. We walk our ways through the paths of our future memories. so for a week or two take care enjoy the path that leads you through to your future memories listen for the thunder enjoy the sun enjoy the rain stay safe good journeys this is the narrowboat erica signing off for the night and wishing you a very peaceful Restful night. Good night. Temperature outside. 19.5 degrees. Inside. 25 degrees. Humidity. 37%. Dew point. 6 degrees. Wind direction, east. Wind strength, 2 miles per hour. Parametric pressure, 1003.4 falling. Cloud cover, 30%. Cloud ceiling, none. Precipitation, Nil. Moon phase. 89.1% waning gibbous. Day length. 14 hours 45 minutes. Sunset. 2034. Sky casting. 5. 50.